All right, welcome back to another edition of DC Cinematic Minute, uh, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel one individual minute at a time. (laughs) My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate as well as uh, Clutch Figures, my Instagram page. I said that with a question mark because I kind of forgot what I was saying mid-sentence. Who are you guys? This guy thinks he's funny. What a clown. (laughs) Uh, my name is Mark. You can follow me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Mike. You can find me on social media at Mike the Impaler. Is that what I'm called these days? Mike the Impaler on Instagram. And DJ Fappanap on Snapchat. Snapchat, yeah. Yeah. What was it? Cygnus on what? Cygnus Impaler on Twitter. Oh, I am Cygnus Impaler on Twitter. Yeah, tweet me some fucking Red Hot Fire tweets. I was about to tweet on my way over here because I had these beers in my car. And I was like, man... What's wrong with just having one beer while you're driving? Like, honestly, what's... My mom used to do that all the time. My like, mom she, used to do that. She would get a six-pack and crack one open on the way home. And that's like... You no, know it's like? It's like going to uh, going to Publix and having, like, one donut if you're buying a bunch of donuts. I, you're not going to have diabetes in the, in the grocery you store. buy donuts at Publix? Oh, while you're still shopping. Yeah, while you're still shopping. Okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. There's one beer, not two beers. Two beers is too many. But I'm thirsty. I'm driving. It's hot in Florida. Maybe in the 90s, like, drinking while you're driving wasn't, especially when, you know. Just like wearing a seatbelt was all right. (laughs) Wearing a seatbelt was all right? Honestly, can I tell you something? I never wear a seatbelt. Well, you heard him first, FBI, so. I just, I don't know why. When I was a kid, wore them all the time. Now I'm just like, eh. Yeah. I've been really Sweet on the, I've, I've been really on the Twitter game lately, so. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. See, Twitter isn't what it used to be, though. Good. I don't know. Twitter's, I don't know any Twitter's of it. not a good place now. I don't have it, so I don't. It's fun though. I don't know. I only follow One Piece people when they're nerds. I, I <laughs> feel like I feel like people don't give a shit about things that I have to say. No one does give a shit what you have to say. So why post it on Twitter? So I, I just have tweet a podcast. Hot fire. What does that mean though? What is tweeting tweeting hot fire? Yeah. What is twatting hot fire? Yeah, you can edit that out. I don't even know what that means. Give me a minute. <laughs> you talk about your minute. I'll find a good tweet. Um, so. What a wait, Mike. What other podcasts are you on? Oh, I'm on uh, the Tarantino Minute podcast with you, Nate. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Is before. that you? Uh, we'd go minute by minute through Reservoir Dogs and the rest of Tarantino's uh, movies. It's yeah, fun. That's it. Um, well, today we're going to be talking about minute number sixty-eight, and the uh, minute starts out with uh, the continuation of Father Leon listening to a radio broadcast. Mm-hmm. I assume it's a radio. There's no television radio, and he's still sweeping, mopping. Making things spick and span. Well, there's no TVs in churches, so. <laughs> That's not true. I've seen TVs yeah, in churches. I know. Churches. There's definitely TVs in churches. It makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> but all right. Um, uh, I think this minute ends with uh, Pete Ross giving old 13-year-old Clark a helping hand off the ground. Mm-hmm. And, uh, After an it. altercation with some bullies. After it. Not before it, because that would make no sense. After. Yeah. Um, did you take notes on what the radio was saying? Not really. Yeah. It was just continuing the broadcast in the yeah. last episode. Yeah. About, it was you know, interesting. This, person's what, like, this guy says, um, according, well, the guy on the radio says, according to government officials, the visitors do not represent a threat despite their ominous message. So, Is he talking about Zod or Clark Kent? Zod. Zod. Oh, well, there you Let go. me say it. So this guy who's on the radio, supposed to be giving us news, says, according to government officials, they say... The visitors do not represent a threat, despite their ominous message. I don't know about you guys. That sounds like a fucking lie. Oh well, yeah, yeah it's absolutely. The 
It, like, Zod literally held the entire world at ransom for 24 hours and said, give me, yeah. give me your sick. Bring out your dead. Bring out your Clark. Never heard of that. Bring out your cow. <laughs> That's what they so, said. Yeah. Bring out your cow. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, that just, intends that they're very hostile. It, what happens when 24 hour passes and no one shows up? They're going to start firing on you. This is, like, the one alien movie where the aliens, like, just come over and say, before we start attacking, we're going to attack you. It's the only alien movie that does that. Every other alien movie is like, are they going to attack us? Are they not? They're just there. And then they either do or they don't. This one, Zod was like, guys, I'm going to beat you up if you don't hand over this alien. And he's very forceful. You know? Yeah, but... You know, he's not the first villain to ever do that. Every villain does that. Give me James Bond in the next 72 hours, and I won't blow up the Eiffel Tower. I was going to say that last minute. It's a very Bond thing to say. It is. It's a very Bond villain thing to do. Like, Moonraker, I think... I think that was the main... No, Moonraker, he just went into space. Yeah. Octopussy? With the... What part are you actually referencing? The The Eiffel Tower thing. Nope. That that's was not, never a James Bond not... thing. Was Eiffel Tower. <laughs> well, he probably Eiffel Towered a girl once, but... <laughs> uh, I don't think he would share a girl. Oh, I think he would with, like... Um, with another With girl. Alex with, Trevelyan? With, uh, with, Matt, with uh, Matheson. Or what's the CIA guy that he's always friendly with? Ooh. That's a good question. Which which CIA guy? Which movies? We'll have to ask every book, which Which Bond? Almost every book. He's always... And Casino Royale, the black guy lives in the CIA. What was his name? I don't know. I don't oh, know. you're talking about the guy from Casino Royale. Phoenix. Phoenix. That's his name. Yeah. He he's... is his best friend in the books and everything. He was in the he was in the books and he was like they're like friends. He's the guy in Westworld. He'd share with Phoenix. Yeah. He's the guy in Westworld yeah, he's and he's guy the Westworld. guy in uh, that he's uh, a, uh, Mocking uh, Hunger, Jay, Games. Games. Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. He's a very good Hunger Games. That was weird how we both thought of Mockingjay before we thought of the actual title. Because they have Mocking Jay on the streaming services and not Hunger Games. And it's, uh, it's I, a big font, Mocking Jay, and not Hunger Games. That's, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. You know, Harry Potter just always puts Harry Potter on there, so you always associate it. They never go like, you're going to watch Half-Blood Prince. They never say that. Never seen it. Never seen it. Cool. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, he says that, and after that, um, then the broadcaster is also saying, like, um, and then something that's on all of our minds is, uh, who is this Kalo person? Uh, does he actually exist, and how could he have remained hidden for so long? Um, which are good questions to have, but they're they're questions that I think that are intended for um, the audience as well. It's one of those like kind of chorus lines where it's something that we would That's think a good of. Point. Um, it's something where we, as you know, again, like I said, with the exposition with Perry White coming up on the call ID, so that we know that Lawrence Fishburne's character is called Perry White. Uh, a lot of people don't, and I hate to say it because it makes people sound stupid but it's like a lot of people don't know superman's real name is kal-el you know more people know are you talking about like just like just casual fans don't oh, yeah know like general Kal-El, Kal-El, it's, Kent, it's like superman. uh that golden rule like the, the audience is stupid always treat them as stupid you always have to explain everything so like not many people know kal-el so it was, it's one of those lines where it's like well, who's kal-el why didn't you just say like superman or clark kent it was like you dumb idiot like his name is kal-el um, and then he's like, does he actually exist? And it's like one of those things where not like in the movie we're questioning it, but like it's one of those things that you kind of have to like question outside the film. Like going back to if a person like this existed 
or how could he have remained hidden for so long? It's it's one of those things that you would kind of just question in, in more of a real life scenario. Um, I guess well, like previously, we would th- he would do these amazing feats, especially as a kid, and everybody would just contribute it to an act of God. So then once so far people realize thing, yeah. So like they're thinking, okay, it was just an act of God. Okay, there was a miracle. Yada yada yada. And then aliens show up and transmit this message worldwide. Your act of God phrase is completely gone out the window. So you don't even think about God being an option now because there isn't just some dude sitting in the clouds above you. There's actually other life there. So like the whole act of God. So then maybe this is where people are starting to think like um, like the people on the oil rig, like the Coast Guard people are starting to put together the pieces. His name is Cal-El. Oh my God, I get this. It wasn't just some fluke or some miracle that he was able to save all those people. He actually has some crazy fucking alien powers. Mm-hmm. So there's that for you. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah good point. It starts a flashback, um, and I don't... Wait. What? You're missing something. What am I missing? He finished mopping. <laughs> yeah. Clark standing in the church. Oh, yes. Clark standing in the, the church th- is a direct call to For Tomorrow, which is apparently how you said one of your favorite books. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Oh, you're calling me out. Superman for Tomorrow, the comic book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was a big scene, especially with Father Leon. It's where he's from. Big old deal with him questioning humanity and questioning Kal-El's humanity. Adopted humanity, if you will. Whatever. They I explain forget. if he mops in the church in that book. <laughs> That's probably he is there probably worth a hanging look. out. Was it? In the book, I, f- I feel like Father Leon is about to commit suicide. The book and is right there. And it's somewhere over there. Yeah, it's back there. Force grab it real quick. I don't have that um, ability. I totally forgot that we didn't talk about Father Leone in the, in yesterday's minute. We were talking about it in this minute. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, Father Daniel Leone. Uh, he's the local clergyman of the Trinity Lutheran Church in Smallville. Oh, good name. Yeah. And he returns in Donna Justice for the real Superman funeral that's happening in Smallville for Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Uh, which to me, this guy knows that in this casket, that's Superman. But you know, we'll get to that movie. He knows right now. He knows in this minute. Well, yeah, he finds out in this one. So when he does the Maybe funeral, no, I think he finds out in the next minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and he's played by uh, Coburn Goss. I hope I pronounced that. What right. a name! <laughs> Coburn Goss. Coburn or Coburn? Coburn. 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 He is a boy. Weird. That's a name, man. It's a kind of a cool name. Eh, that is a name. It's like the name of an MMA fighter. Kinda. It does sound like a pen name. Yep. <laughs> What's the other word for that? So yeah. Um, pseudonym. 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 Pseudo. Name. Pseudo. Is Pseudo what I think you're and then N Y M. Nim. No. Nim's Pseudo Wudo is a rock Pokemon, and you would think he's a grass because he looks like a bonsai tree. That's what su- that's pseudonym. You think he's one thing, but it's really <laughs> okay. I don't know where we're getting at. Um, so mine's, my mind's blown. <laughs> so yeah, Clark Kent is overhearing the radio broadcast that the priest is listening to while mopping the floor, um, which leads into a flashback, and I don't know if this flashback. Uh, relates more to those questions or 
is it relating answers. to Zod's or like his decision on whether to reveal himself to General Zod? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the I question here saying. is, um, well, you know, the questions where he's like, how could uh, a person like this have remained hidden for so long? And like, I don't know. It's like a moment where like he could have used his powers to beat up this bully, which is kind of, you know, don't want to spoil anything. So let's talk about this flashback that happens. Yep. Um, he's sitting in his car. He's reading a book. And the book that he's reading is uh, Plato. The Republic of Plato, which is uh, something that heavily influences film. Uh, there's an article about it that someone wrote, uh, an, ar- an article written by uh, Peter Lawler, who talked about the importance of Plato uh, and Man of Steel. So uh, if you guys want to, I kind of posted that in the DC sum it up. Can listeners you, can you sum it up? Why? Uh, Why was he reading Plato? Wait, what? Why was he reading Plato? What's the significance? Well, oh, why Clark Kent is reading it? Yeah. Or why? Well, I'll do both. Yeah, do both. So he's reading it because Clark, again, this is the Clark Kent who's been told that he's an alien now. Yep. So he's been, like we said, he's going to be dealing with this for 20 years until he gets the answers. So Plato, it's the Republic of Plato is one of those books where you, you might read it to try to get some more insight in your life or try to think a lot trying to find yourself yeah exactly so he's you know he's in the spirit of trying to find himself and like that's kind of depressing for an alien orphan who's never gonna get gonna get gonna get those answers until he meets jor-el so a book like this could help him out a lot uh i mean what else do you do you know um but if we had to talk about what plato's influences are for this film um i'm gonna pull a quote from peter lawler's article where he says like um in the Republic, uh, the book by Plato, the, P- the Republic of Plato, he says uh, there's a moment where the, they talk about the breakdown of the perfect city is caused by scientific miscalculation. Um, and what happens is so like Krypton's inevitable, inevitable decline and fall is a victory of natural evolution over the effort to provide a conscious and volitional replacement for it. So it's like saying... Um, if we wanted to make a perfect society where everything was like a utopia. Yeah. A utopia. But then nature reclaims it in kind of like, I am legend, a tragic way. Yeah. Somewhat (laughs) like that. (laughs) So we're trying to create an answer to replace the utopia nature and choice and chance and all that where we should just lean towards that just naturally that should just be it's like trying okay can i uh can i give you a little insight on this so in the rush song hemispheres Uh my favorite rush song there was two camps of people the people that followed apollo the people that followed dionysus the people that follow apollo or the people that are more into technology it's more of the right side of your brain or wait left side of your brain (laughs) (laughs) it's more of the left side of your brain is the apollo and so they're more focused on that than the people on the right side of the brain, the ones that follow Dionysus. And when they follow Dionysus, are all ones that are, are uh, nature, free will, emotion, free will, the rush song, emotion, and like love and all that kind of stuff. But the thing about the people that follow emotion are is that they get attacked by the wolves. But the thing about the people that follow Dionysus, I mean, Apollo, are the ones that can't feel love. So they share with each other and boom, rush. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. All right, Mark. No, that was good. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah, that's so your favorite that's, Rush that's, album, is it not? It's my favorite Rush song. Cool. Except for a couple other songs. So, like, the point of this, like, like us trying to find a replacement for basically nature and choice and chance, uh, we fabricate a replacement, and it's not the same. You know, we try to create, like, a utopia system that we think is going to lead to a perfect A society. biodome, if you will. Yeah. A candor. It, it's like saying, you know, when I bring up the thing, like there's a balance or like there's the movie, the thing there's a spectrum between no the movie Biodome. We're still on that. <laughs> oh, OK, there's a, there's a spectrum between like peace and freedom where it's like if you want more peace, it kind of like you have to like give more into like not not communism, but like it's like structured, like there's no free will, no. like there's no choice, there's no chance and everything is for like, peace. Yeah, for peace. Why it's a triangle. You ever heard of the sales triangle? I've never. No. That's completely. It's a, literally the same exact thing he's describing, but. Wait, yeah. so you have to give market. away your peace. No, you have to give away you your, freedom. your freedom to have more peace. Yes, exactly. But to have more freedom, you have to give away your peace. Because but people, then there's a third option, which is. Have, no one can live a peaceful life if everyone's got the ability to choose what they want oh, to do. Oh, but you can't have a free life if everybody's. There's a third option there. What's the third you're forced one? Forced into like having a peaceful like society. So wait, your freedom is imposed on because you're in a peaceful society. Your freedom you is taken freedom away so that everyone can live in peace. What? I think freedom. I think having freedom and having peace go hand in hand. Having peace and having freedom don't go hand in hand, but having freedom. With peace, go hand in hand. We'll put it, put it that way. I guess that's what it I'm trying to say. sounds like the exact same order. thing. Can we get one, one order of freedom fries, please? No, I think that peace, like the way you said it, so peace, it's like the purge. What is the third option? You're the one who for brought up sales, the sales triangle. For, sa- for, the <laughs> for sales, sales triangle. Man, I can tell you this, peace or this freedom? You get third price, <laughs> you get price, price, quality, and service. Oh, efficiency like, or, or like fast. Fast, yeah. It's fast. So if you want something that's good price and you want it fast, you're giving up quality. Yeah. If you want something that's good quality, you're giving up I get a good price, you're giving up it being there fast. So there's a third option there and if, I think And in the middle is Amazon because they do all that at the same time. Okay, so wait, free. wait. What are you saying would be the third option to peace and freedom? Structure? Yeah, that's what I was thinking government, but okay, that, that there makes you go. Yeah. It's a structure. I think but I Which think is what most we live in now. Don't want freedom structure. and structure. Uh, from a certain point from, of view. Well, we don't have peace. The do Jedi we? are evil from a certain point of view. <laughs> <laughs> Some people would think we do have peace. Some people would think we don't have freedom. Some people would think we do have structure and they don't think that we have peace. Okay. Well, what I'm saying. It's all subjective. Is that there are, peace and freedom is a, right now we're, we kind of live in like a balance between the two. But if you want to like the utmost peace, it takes away a lot of freedom. If you want freedom a lot free. of freedom. If you want like a ton of freedom. Like almost anarchy, like then you have to give up a lot of peace because there could be conflict. It's like uh, that episode of "It's Always Sunny" where they had the freedom bar, where they say all rules, like no, no rule, no, no whole barred. Isn't that where they try to make the most American? Yeah, bar, like yeah. a freedom bar, and so you know it turns into like a casino. Frank's in the bottom, <laughs> like in the, in yeah. the basement, like playing like some card game with the Vietnamese. Yeah, yeah. chop their hands off and shit. <laughs> <laughs> the best scene in that whole fucking show. So where I was getting with this is... Um, <laughs> That's a good point. I never thought about it that way, though. Thank you for opening me in my eyes. Yeah. Everyone should read 
Republic of Plato. Um, Don't tell me I live my life. Turn a light on. But what this guy? Oh my god! Come on, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> but what Pete uh, Lawler was trying to get to is that we as people were hardwired uh, for choice and chance, and we can't flourish without it. I so think that's it was what a choice and chance last night. <laughs> so Sorry. like that's what um this film is this film is about clark or Callow or joe greenhorn uh, superman is representing choice and or like i see what you're saying he's preserving choice and chance because krypton was not that it was everything but that and that's krypton why it, was choice no it was not it was neither choice it was, or chance. it was krypton is the vulcans right yes yeah so there was Put no it in Star Trek terms, and I'll understand it. <laughs> it was uh, the it Techno was Union Army. It was rules and balance and structure, not balance, but structure. And everyone was yes. test tube babies. Yeah, that's that's the Vulcans. Yes. There's no choice or chance or nature at all. Everybody it was all had, gone. Uh, yeah, and that's why the planet failed. Pre, pre yeah, determined. Vulcans. Yeah. So yeah. you guys gotta watch Star Trek. It's so much fun. <laughs> Honestly, I'm watching Deep Space Nine right now. I'm having a lot of fun watching it. I've seen a little bit of Deep Space Nine. Very long. I mean, it's seven series of one storyline. Yeah. It's so cool. Crazy. And like the like the station Deep Space Nine wasn't even built by the humans. It was built by the Cardassians. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Really? Yeah. That's and they took it over. Yeah, I. From the Bajorans. See, I just get bored with a lot of things. Next generation. I'm bored right now. People are bored of Quentin you. Tarantino's. <laughs> if Quentin Tarantino could direct any pop culture thing, he wanted to direct like episode eleven. Uh, season three of Star Trek Next Generation. It's called Yesterday's Enterprise. He's like, that is the best episode of Star Trek of all time. He's like, that could be easily be a two-hour movie. That's why I love Star Trek Next Generation. Because Tarantino every, loves it? No, because every episode could literally be a small movie. Almost every episode could be a small movie. I love it. I feel like Clone Wars is like that. But I digress. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's what I was trying to get to with this, is that Clark is reading this book. And this book is basically why this Superman is the way he is and why he needs to be this way in this whole DC Cinematic Universe because he's representing choice. He's not always going to be doing what people want him to do, which is like, oh, like my perfect Superman is always going to save the day. And like he won't he would never question these things. But it's like that's not what Superman would really do because Superman is always has to consider choice. And like that always has to be a thing that, you know, lives on. That's more important than you know, Superman saving the day, like, with, like, the perfect decision. Like, yep. Because, yeah, we've said it so many times, so I won't <laughs> bother you guys with that again. Um, So that's why he's reading The Republic of Plato. Um, He gets taken out of the car by this bully, and he's got a whole squad of friends who are just ready to fucking beat him up and shit. Um, and... Like, I don't know why this bully decides to do it. Uh, his name's Ken Braverman. Uh, he's played by Rowan Kahn. Uh, do, do you know anything about Ken Braverman? Does that ring a bell or anything? Yeah, it's that character Conduit. From so, the movie Conduit? No. From the movie Conduit? So, when Clark came to Earth, the Bravermans were also driving down a small, smallville road. <laughs> and, uh... Mrs. Braverman was giving birth. Um, she In the car? In the car. She oh, wow. was giving birth in the car. The just it, She gave birth at the same exact time. Got hit by lightning. <laughs> at the same exact time, <laughs> baby cow's <laughs> ship passed over the car. 
So this ship has had radiation emitting from it like crazy. Kryptonian radiation. Kryptonite, if you will. So Ken, the kid, got Ken, the kid. affected by the kryptonite radiation, and he turned into a supervillain named Conduit. Right out the womb. Right out of the womb. He was like, boom. Shut up, man. I am I'm Conduit. I'm walking out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm cutting my own umbilical cord. Lady, you're out. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Sounds like a 1950s like sci-fi horror film. That sounds really cool. I'm sold. What, like the actual... I'll like, give you it would have been even more 1950s sci-fi if you like, turned to a praying mantis and then busted out of the car. Just mm. Conduit's story in general? Is yeah. Just, yeah, that's oh. backstory sounds really like... I guess. Coming to you live on Saturday night. I remember night, him being... Time. It's <laughs> Conduit. He was in an episode of Superman the Animated Series. I remember that. He's got ropes. He like... Oh, like uh, Whiplash Slipknot. from Iron Man. I don't know why. I was kind that. of. No, he was good. Slipknot's wrong. Whiplash yeah, yeah. from Iron Man, kind of like that if you compare Fox Iron Superman. Man to Superman in that sense. Yes, he's got like the electric whips and... Flips and dips and shits, um, but Conduit does. He's he gets. He's like Metallo. He gets powered by Kryptonite. He does have like an exosuit that like makes Metallo's him impervious cool. like to. Yeah. So so like there's there's that and all. But he also can shoot. I think he can shoot Kryptonite beams. I feel like that's a thing. So he has yeah. Kryptonite whips. Is that what it is? Crypto no, whips. he's Crypto got. Whips. Uh well like I think his ropes do have like radiation kryptonite radiation coming off of them. I'm pretty sure. Um but that comes from his suit. Anyway. Um hmm. I think he was also in he might have been in an episode of Smallville. I don't know. But anyway, that's conduit. There's some cool action figures of him. Not really. He's just like some dude that has like yellow Whips, plastic whips, plastic whips coming off of them. Just and like stuff. really long yeah, yellow. He was in an of episode plastic. of the animated series, which is I'm pretty sure that's what I know him from mostly. Um, Nothing recent comic book. No, not that I recall, because <laughs> there wasn't a lot of Smallville stuff in more recent times. And more recent, I'm meaning past five years, six years. Yeah. Um. Well, that's kind of a lie. He does go back to Smallville for like that whole doomed saga. But this kid really goes out of his way to like pull Clark Kent out of the car. Yeah, he's a jerk. Um, like, who does that? Well, in the books, you guys ever been Conduit? Bullied? Yeah, absolutely. honestly, yeah, I was. Um, and I was always this size. You kidding me? What, what are we doing? A podcast about Superman? Were you ever bullied? Absolutely not, ma'am. Oh, they used to make fun of my fucking last name all the time. I mean, like, call me fucking, like, just say my last name in the hallways. I'm like, I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of all y'all. But I never did. I was like, the Cuba. new kid when I moved to this side of town. So, so was I, exactly. I was bullied, and then I met Mark. You were and bullied? he bullied you. Oh, yeah. I, I was, was a kid that we was not yeah. white. I was a kid so, that we went to school oh, with that was a yeah. bully. Yep, yeah. been there. It happens. Anyway. Non-bullying. Um, <laughs> a little Braverman kid actually did find out um, that Clark Kent and Superman were one and the same, so we kind of had that held over him. I don't think he was ever like, I'm going to out you. I think it was more just like, I'm going to taunt you. I think this kid wanted to fight him because he knew he had weird abilities. 
It could possibly. I mean, that's what the Braverman, you know, the conduit story is from the comic books. He, the way he knows this, that they're one and the same. Because the way this kid goes out to fight Clark Kent, it looks like it's like, what do you mean this kid lifted a bus out of the lake? Like he heard that as like a rumor. Yeah. And was like, I'm gonna go fight this kid because there's no way that he could be stronger than me. Like I'm gonna go fucking beat this guy out. It's just a, a fucking meathead it's a mentality. Dick move. Yeah, yeah. It's just a meathead. It's, yeah. You know. It's like you always want to be the fucking biggest dude. So he like goes out of his way to fight a dude that supposedly is super strong. So that's why he's trying to get him riled up so he can fight him. Um, yeah, just really, I don't like this kid at all. I don't care who you are. I don't care what universe you're from. <laughs> that's <laughs> gotta, gotta hurt. hurt. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, all the kids they have uh, these Letterman jackets that I thought were pretty interesting. So they like basically surround Clark Kent after they push him into a chain link fence. Um, trying to goad him into fighting uh, Ken. Goad him? Greatest goat. of all time him? Yeah. <laughs> the goat. Clark Kent is the goat. Um, they all have S's on their chest, which I thought was pretty cool. It's almost like... Smallville? I, yeah, I know it, I know it <laughs> stands for Smallville, but I'm saying like it's almost like an evil group of... So I guess you could kind of relate it to like the Kryptonians who are about to like gang up on Clark, where it's like the the fact that the S is on their chest and they're like being bullies. It's like there's something weirdly symbolic yet ironic about it that I, fu- that I felt like was happening. Yeah, um, I see where I see where you're going with it. Like, and then you know, they, they all have, have yeah. the number fifty two as a patch on mm. their sleeve, which I thought was pretty neat because that's the golden number of the dc universe for some reason um so yeah a bunch of douchebags really uh, they try to get uh clark riled up and then they realize that uh his dad is right there so again like if well yeah why are they doing that right in front of his dad like you would have known beforehand that the dad's right there looking mm-hmm. at you how would you go out of your way to go up to the car someone else's property Rip the door open. That's what we've been saying. And pull the kid out of a car, someone else's property. Yeah, it's just like, unless things happen differently in small towns that we don't know about, that we're not used to. Like, if I was a kid in a car and maybe I spat on someone else's car, then that guy has every right to pull me out of a car. Yeah. But then... But then that kid was like, yo, I'm out of school. Let's go find Clark Kent and pull him out of a car and beat him up. <laughs> yeah. Let's pull him out of a car. It's not like he wa- like he followed him down the street right before he got to the Yeah, they're not even repair. near school. Yeah. Unless they are now. I don't know. No, they like go out and they're like, what are we going to do today? Going to go fight Clark Kent. Maybe, maybe the tractor and truck repair that they're at that Clark is waiting for his dad at is like. Maybe they the- were riding their bikes. They weren't riding their bikes. Everybody was walking there. Okay, maybe they were walking by and they saw him sitting in the car. And they're like, yo, Tim. Yeah, I think that's like the normal path that everybody takes to get home. It's like you got to walk by Sullivan's. And People don't walk in Smallville. Everything's so far away. People walk. Yo, people talk. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So then, he, like, there's two dads. Not just one. Was, right? Is this Pete Ross's dad? Jim two dad? Well, if if it's Sullivan's tractor, truck tractor and truck repair or whatever, and one Sullivan's that's a call to repair. Smallville. Um, Chloe, Chloe Sullivan, Cole, Chloe. I think it's Chloe. Chloe Sullivan is from Smallville, 
and uh, maybe we're just to assume that that's their dad as well, or maybe we're just saying, okay, more than one person works at this truck repair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, because the guy kind of had almost, I want to say red hair, because so I thought it was Pete's dad, which would explain why Pete's there, but then if you're saying it's just in their walking, like, yeah, their path home, like from school that they walk home, yeah. so maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not Pete's dad, but Pete Ross does show up in this scene, you know, right after he gets bullied, or Clark gets bullied, and... And he the, looks a lot nerdier than when we saw him last. Probably because he's just, I don't know... Being saved by a boy with superpowers probably changes your life, wouldn't you think? So what, he became a shut-in or something? I don't know. I've never been a bully and then had... Is there a bully to kid? No, I would ever do that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You just <laughs> talked about how you hate being bullied. I'm joking. I never bullied a kid. Even for my size. I don't Except know. for this one motherfucker. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, I don't know what it's like to bully a kid, and then the kid that you bullied saves your life, but is also a super-powered alien. You never uh, felt that way? And you also almost drowned in a lake. So, I don't know, that could change you as a person. I think there's a lot of factors that, that could, yeah. But he's definitely different, you know? And he's nerdier looking. Of course, I had to put glasses on him. Um, And, yeah, he helps. he helps Clark back up. No, wait. He lends his hand in this moment, right? He doesn't pick him up yet? They're like in the middle of picking uh, each other up. He's in the act of picking up Clark Kent. Yeah. It's very nice of him. Um, I don't think we need to get into like the whole, like, oh, how could they have pushed Clark or anything? You know? I think Power, we... Easy. Uh, easy E. Easy, easy E. Recipes. Yeah. The easy explanation is that his powers aren't fully developed. I think maybe he just like let himself be pushed. Caught him off guard. No, he let himself fall. Oh, they're going to push me. I should probably act like I don't have powers. So let it happen. I don't think he's actually Man of Steel at this moment, so I think someone can man push him. Man of getting pushed into a steel chain link fence. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's what the movie should have been called. <laughs> That's what we paid to see. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, exactly. No, I... So, yeah, I, I don't... Do you think this flashback, like... What does it actually pertain to? Is it serving for what's going to happen? I think it's serving for what Jonathan Kent says in the next minute. Well, alrighty then. And then it calls <laughs> back to, yeah, I think. The yeah. lessons that you learn from Jonathan Kent in the next minute. I got to say, the next minute Jonathan Kent scene is probably my favorite out of all of them. Out of the whole movie? Out of all the Jonathan Kent scenes. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. In this movie? Yeah. The one John and the Kent scene in Dawn Justice is fantastic. But in this movie, this is his. Di- yeah, I'll, I'll get to it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll get to it. Mike, did you have anything else for this minute? No, see, I thought this movie, was, this minute was pretty boring, to be <laughs> honest. It was like, you know, a kid gets pulled, the car gets bullied, yada, yada, yada. Conduit, it's a movie. Bingo, bango, donezo. But I understand now. Yeah, I like that's... the whole piece sells, but who's buying kind of thing you're getting into. But, uh. Peace. Sells you got okay yeah, peace did and we freedom. D- is that so, what we talked about in this minute? Yeah, we did talk. That about that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Read a book called uh, 
Escape from Freedom, Eric Fromm. No, I'm going to read the book uh, Escape from New York Ooh. by John Carpenter. That, j- that came on Netflix. I just watched it Did yesterday. you? I was going to watch it last God, night, but so I didn't. Good. And I need to I watch it again. I always remember how good that movie is. That's a really, I need to watch Big really, Trouble in Little China again. I saw that recently. Fucking love it. I know. I love uh, that like, movie. This is what's wrong with society. <laughs> is that out of three people, no. one person's talking about Eric Fromm's Escape from Freedom, and y'all talk about Escape from New York. Have you ever seen Kurt Russell in Escape from I've New York? I've seen it. I'm just saying. Have you ever seen Escape from L.A.? <laughs> this is a perfect metaphor of Kurt what's wrong. Fromm Man, they had a crossover book that was Eric Escape Fromm? from New York, Big Trouble in Little China. And they had another one called Escape from Big Trouble in Little China. Escape from Little China. It was, <laughs> it was, it was pretty damn good because it was like both Kurt Russell's characters got my takeout from alternate reality. Time to escape the parking garage. Oh, so I can God. get home. Yeah, there's a lot of Chinese restaurants called Little China. Actually, the Kobe's right next to Universal Universal Studios. There's a restaurant inside the Kobe's called Little China Restaurant. Why Chinese restaurant Inception? If you ask me, why do I know they, where that is. Yeah, why do they have? Two? I don't know. Don't know. Kobe's, if you want to get stickler, it's not that great. After nine, <laughs> isn't Kobe's Japanese? Yeah, and have a little China's. Yeah, Chinese. It's actually pronounced Kobe because as it. God, I want to kick your ass right now. I'm gonna bully you <laughs> because you said Kobe instead of Kobe. Kobe, it's not Kobe's. It's Kobe. It's Kobe Bryant. That's <laughs> what he needs to go by now. Yeah, I got nothing else this minute though. Sorry, yeah, guys. Nate, you got anything? You want to talk about basketball? No. (laughs) Um, But we're going to go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you love what you hear, don't forget to leave us a great review on iTunes. We love reading them on air, so please do that. And if you're interested in some other podcasts, we have... Tarantino Minute with me and Nate. We go minute by minute through Tarantino's movies and my other podcasts. I'm like the Orlando podcast guy now. I have too many podcasts. Is that a real guy, the Orlando podcast guy? It's me now. Um, and uh, Stellar Dynamics, where I talk about every Rush album ever, and it's a lot of fun, and we laugh a lot, we listen to music, and we have fun. And what's the other one? Honey, hold my beer. Yeah, what's that one about? They, it's two girls. <laughs> it's my girlfriend and your girlfriend, and they talk about um, just horseshit. <laughs> they just talk about just relative horse shit. They say, hey, this is horse shit. And they go, yeah, this is horse shit. No, they have funny funny stories, different beers, unique conversations. That they're starting to get into, into guests uh, yeah, guests coming on. It's like funny. Christopher Guest? Yeah. I Christopher wish. Guest. Oh, I wish. And Nana Visitor, who played, uh, what is her name? Major Kira in Deep Space Nine. Nana Visitor. She's a babe. She's a Bajoran. <laughs> what <laughs> is going on? <laughs> Definitely check out those podcasts, and we'll check you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic DC Minute. DC Cinematic Minute. Oh, we're not doing that.